Hi everyone, welcome back to Rolling with the Winners, episode 15. I am sitting here on this beautiful fall day with a, a nice glass of red wine here. I'm using my um Cleveland wine glass. It's got like the streets of Cleveland all around it. it lists a couple of the suburbs throughout. We got Maple Heights, Garfield Heights, Shaker Heights. Shout out to Shaker. What else we got? Uh, Ohio City, Parma, not shout out to Parma. Um, all right, yeah, so drinking some red wine. Um, excited to talk about some sports today. Um, I wanted to start off by giving just a little shout out to everyone I saw in Columbus for homecoming weekend uh, two weekends ago or last weekend, whenever it was. Can't keep track of time anymore. Um, but so many people went out of their way to let me know that they listened to this podcast and I, I actually teared up every time guys, like every time someone said that it just made me so, so happy talking about sports has really always been my passion and the thing I've loved to do the most in my life and to hear that people enjoy it and continue to tune in really means a lot to me. And I remember when I was at Ohio state, I first had, the thought to start a sports podcast uh, during my junior year, but I didn't do it because I, for some reason I thought people would think it was weird or question why I was doing it, but um, obviously I cared too much about what other people thought, but having support from my friends now and even people I don't really talk to that much makes my heart very happy, so I just wanted to say thank you and I appreciate you. Um, I also just have to start off by saying that Ohio State is really good at football, like really, really good at football. I don't know if I have seen such a stacked team since my freshman year, which was Cardell, Joey Bosa, Zeke, and the whole squad. This team is really something. I I don't want to jinx things, but making the playoffs and doing well seems like an actual possibility this year. Um, in the last few seasons, obviously we started off well, but I always felt really uneasy because we were beating teams, but we didn't always look good in doing that. Even playing mediocre teams, bad teams, we weren't playing them well, um, which was always obviously a huge concern. Um, this year we're beating teams and we are looking athletic and we're looking confident and I'm just feeling very optimistic. We also have a really strong schedule, which I've talked about in previous episodes, especially compared to a Clemson who plays virtually nobody and almost lost to North Carolina. Um, I really think we have everything going for us this year. So I am super excited. All right. So getting into some of the topics for today, I got a Got a lot planned here. Um, it seems like every time I say something about Antonio Brown on one of these episodes, he goes out and does something else the next day. Um, and it kind of feels like old news now since I recorded the last episode and everyone's kind of over it. Um, he was saying stuff about how he was going to practice at every high school one day of the week starting in Miami, which uh, many people calculated would take him about 100 years to do that. So not really sure how that's going to play out. Don't think he started on it yet either, but um, everyone is kind of over it. I don't really want to talk about it too much more. Today he did tweet uh, free AB, though, so that's pretty much where we're at with that. Uh, don't assume I'll be bringing it up too much more because... Um, no one is obviously picking him up, and he says he's retired from the NFL, so um, seems like it, I don't want to jinx it, but might be a, a dead story now. 
Um, the other big news since last episode is that the California governor did officially sign the bill that would allow athletes to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. Um, that bill will be in effect in 2023 in the state of California. Um, he actually signed this on LeBron's show and Uninterrupted was the first to share this conversation. Um, the other new one that has popped up I think it was a day after that happened, was a Florida rep proposed a bill that would allow this same thing starting in 2020. Uh, so it looks like other states are starting to jump on the bandwagon and make things happen. Um, this really is a game changer for the entire sport. I guarantee these kids are going to start reconsidering their decisions of where they want to play. Um, I know a lot of people disagree with this bill, but when you think about it, college athletes are the only people at a school who sign away their right to make money off of those things that are listed in these bills. If you are a musician or an artist or a writer, you can make money off of your name and your talents and what you do. I know, um, I think it was my second episode actually when I had my sister on, we kind of talked about this in depth, um, but athletes are the only people who can't do that. And the only reason people look down on it is because they recognize how much money they could actually get out of it. Um, I do really like these bills because I think they are still fair. The athlete still has to make the effort to go out there and find those brand deals. You aren't just paying them simply to play. They do have to have um, the talent and the success in order to rise up um, in that. So it'll be interesting to see if we see anything from any other states. I haven't seen anything yet. I could have missed it potentially, but um, I'm sure there will be um, a lot to follow in this story. Um, so a random note I want to throw in, but I saw today was that Tiger Woods will be writing a memoir. Um, his Instagram announcing this book said, I've been in the spotlight for a long time. And because of that, there have been books and articles and TV shows about me, most filled with airs, speculatives and wrong. Um, this book is de definitive is my definitive story. I, for one, um, am so pumped to read this book. I really think it is going to be interesting because he has never really been super vocal about everything that has gone on in his life, um, mostly because it did obviously seem like he was very much in the wrong in a lot of those situations. Um, but uh, I'm just interested to hear his perspective on things and um, what his life has been like. Um, being kind of the guy who made golf cool too that I mean that is how I would classify him um he made it not an old white man sport which um it's been interesting to watch over the years um obviously I grew up with it so I don't quite know what it felt like before that but from um what I understand he obviously really changed the game um so definitely excited I couldn't find any information on when the memoir would be published, but I will keep you guys updated for sure if I hear of anything. Um, so this past weekend in college football, there were a lot of big games that I want to talk about, even though the Buckeyes did not play. Um, Georgia lost to South Carolina. I'm sure you all know that, which is probably the biggest news in um, college football from this last weekend. Another big guy goes down to a mediocre team, and I am... Definitely here for it. Usually it's Ohio State losing to a team that we shouldn't have lost to. Um, and that always sucks. Also, this isn't good for the SEC, which I definitely love. Um, Florida LSU was another huge game from the last week with LSU coming out on top 42 to 28. 
And Joe Burrow obviously looks amazing this year. Um, I'm still always very excited to watch him play. Um, Texas-Oklahoma was another big game. Oklahoma squeaked out the win by one touchdown for a 34-27 win. Um, some games to look for- forward to in the coming weekend uh, for all my Buckeyes. Don't forget the game is Friday night this week, which is so weird still to me, college football games being on a Friday night. I kind of like them solely placed on Saturday, but now we literally, between the NFL and college, have football games from Thursday through Monday literally Tuesday and Wednesday are the only days that we don't watch football, which is, I mean, it's awesome, but I I kind of like the sole Saturday college football day, everything happening that day. It just feels wrong to watch it on a Friday. But um, anyways, the Buckeyes against Northwestern. Um, I've always kind of liked Northwestern, which I think I mentioned in an earlier episode, but um, yeah, that game is Friday. Um, There really aren't a ton of big games this week, but a couple to look out for. Um, 25 the 25th ranked team Washington versus Oregon who is ranked 12 right now um 13th ranked Utah and 17th ranked Arizona State play and the one game I am looking forward to seeing the result of is um Penn State versus M word um M word Penn State is ranked seven right now and M word is ranked but they suck so I'm not even saying they're ranking because they shouldn't have one um, they face off Saturday night at 7.30, so that'll be important to watch. Um, also, because Ohio State still has not played those teams yet, um, they will in the coming weeks, but it will be interesting to see the turnout of that game. Um, something sort of related, I guess, <laughs> in a way to this uh, because of the Buckeyes. Um, Cardell Jones has been signed by an XFL team, the D.C. Defenders. Um, I'm still kind of sad his NFL career didn't take off because – He did have more potential than most at the quarterback position, strictly based off of his size and cannon of an arm. Um, That's not to say his NFL career is completely over, though, because anything can happen. You know, no path is really linear. Um, That's kind of been my phrase of the last few weeks. No path is linear. I've been telling myself that a lot. Um, Like I kind of mentioned a couple episodes ago, I recently turned 24, and I think that has kind of caused me to go through some sort of quarter-life crisis, I guess you could call it. Um, I am definitely a planner. I like to have things figured out, and there are a lot of unknowns in my life right now, which um, is not good for someone who's a planner. Um, It's exciting, but kind of terrifying at the same time, especially, like I said, when you hit a new age and you start questioning everything you're doing. So I've just been kind of reminding myself that um, my life is not linear just because I have not accomplished everything I want to or I'm not quite where I'd like to be doesn't mean uh, I won't be that or that things won't work out. Um, And this sort of self-reflection I've been doing had me thinking about a Hall of Fame enshrinement speech I heard one of the years I was working there. Um, It was Kurt Warner's speech, actually. And if you have never seen his speech, you should watch it because I felt very inspired by his story. And I went back and watched it the other day during one of my (laughs) sitting there self-reflecting times. Um, He certainly did not have a linear path in his life or career. And I want to read a portion of it to you all right now. If you don't want to hear this monologue, you can skip this part. But I'm sure many listeners have felt what I'm feeling and what Kurt felt at one point in his life. Um, So here it goes. The road to our dreams often has detours. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do while you're waiting to do what you were born to do. Thus, my infamous stint at the grocery store. 
working nights stocking shelves, taking care of our kids during the day, working out in the afternoon to stay ready, sleeping when I could, and waking up and doing it all over again. But just as I knew it was something I had to do, I also realized there's a point of no return and I was backing myself into that corner. If I wanted different results, I needed to change my course. Because trust me, no NFL scout comes running into aisle 7 at 3 a.m. looking for their next QB. But I was crippled by the fear of the unknown. I needed a little nudge to take that first step. My nudge would come in two separate incidents within just days of each other. The first did actually happen in aisle 7 at 3 a.m., just not in the form of an NFL scout, but more aptly that of a cereal box. I was stocking the cereal aisle, opened up a case of Wheaties, and on the box was one of the men with the seat behind me. Dan Marino. Once on the shelves, it seemed Dan, the man's eyes, followed me like on one of those creepy paintings in a horror movie as I walked back and forth throughout the night. Every time I looked at the box, Dan seemed to be asking, are you going to spend your life stocking someone else's cereal boxes or are you going to step out and make sure someone else is stocking yours? That crazy conversation between me and a cereal box would set the wheels of change in motion and would lead a pretty good laugh when less than five years later, I would join Dan Marino as the only two players in the 40 touchdown club. Dan and I, Dan, I know you had no idea the role that you played, but thanks for the motivation. Coincidentally, if you believe in that sort of thing, the second incident would come days later. Driving Brenda and our two kids home on a cold winter night when I eased onto the highway, my truck ran out of gas. It was the same truck I had purchased with my signing bonus from the Green Bay Packers because there was no doubt my future was bright. Right, Mooch? Just to set the record straight, yes, you were the one to cut me. There I sat on the side of the road with my family freezing and no money to my name. The four of us began rummaging through the seats hoping to scrape up enough change to get home. We didn't find many coins and as I jogged back to the gas station I kept thinking, my kids deserve so much better than this. I convinced the attendant to give me some gas while at the same time convincing myself that this would never happen again. I vowed to make a change and for the first time, it wasn't based on me or chasing my dream, but on giving my kids what they deserved. So I was really inspired by his speech and how he he chose to not feel sorry for himself and to take control of his life. Um, that's something my dad has always really tried to instill in me is uh, he always says, never feel sorry for yourself and if you want to change or if you want something to change or something to be different then change it you are in charge of your own decisions um and obviously this mentality worked for kurt warner because he is now considered one of the greatest to ever play the game and he was able to do that on a non-linear path he was you know he had a wife and two kids and he was stocking cereal boxes in a grocery store um certainly not linear to end up um in the pro football hall of fame um, so the original point of this was to discuss that Carlyle Jones still could play in the NFL someday um, because his path is not linear, but this obviously got a little bit off course. I just find it helpful in my life to use sports um, and the stories of those um, who have become so successful, but um, none of them just got there by magic. Um, and I like to use their stories to inspire myself when I feel stuck or unsure or am fearing the unknown. Um, life is definitely full of surprises, and I just think that is um, a good story to remember. If you haven't seen his full speech, definitely go back and watch it. There, I'll probably actually try to put together a list of um, Hall of Famers' speeches that I've really enjoyed that I've watched over the years. Um, they always surprise me because um, you know that they are successful and they um, 
are amazing at what they did, obviously, to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But just hearing their stories and where they came from is always amazing to me. Um, so I'll try to come up with a list to give you guys um, some other ones that you should watch. Um, but that was definitely a good one that has stuck with me. So and now for another, uh, I guess, kind of serious topic um, that has taken social media by storm in really just the last couple days here. Um, it is the LeBron China debacle that is happening right now. Um, I have had multiple requests from listeners to discuss this, but I want to start with a kind of summary of what has happened because it has a, been a very complex story to follow. Um, my opinion has definitely evolved on this story as well once I have read more into it, so I encourage everyone to really listen and think about the situation before rushing to an opinion on it. So this all started with a tweet from um, Daryl Morey. He is the GM of the Houston Rockets. Um, He tweeted an image that said, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Um, If you don't already know, the There are protests currently happening in Hong Kong over the government. Um, At the time of the tweet, the Lakers were in China um, one day after this tweet was sent out. Um, Something a lot of people haven't talked about is when the Lakers arrived in China, like I said, one day after this tweet, the Chinese government sort of, um, I don't know if I would say retaliated, but they pressured the NBA to cancel the community events that the Lakers were having. Um, The Chinese state-run TV refused to broadcast the games and various sponsors terminated their deals. Um, The NBA canceled all of its media appearances. There were just a lot of things happening behind the scenes because of this tweet um, while the Lakers were over there. I do agree that LeBron may not have articulated his point in the best way, but he was basically saying that he should not have made these comments while players from their league were in China during such a um, crazy time over there. Um, there could have been potential safety issues or worse consequences because he chose to speak at that time. Everything we've known about LeBron James has told us that he is incredibly aware LeBron doesn't just say things to say them. He says them with meaning. Um, We also know that he does care about making this world a better place, and he has used his power to help do that. Um, I'm a little confused on why everyone is jumping to the conclusion now that LeBron is somehow, like, against freedom and for, like, what is happening in their government right now because he said that it was more about the timing. LeBron's tweet reiterating his point said let me clear up the confusion I do not believe there was any consideration for the consequences and ramifications of the tweet I'm not discussing the substance others can talk about that my team in this league just went through a difficult week I think people need to understand what a tweet or statement can do to others and I believe nobody stopped and considered what could have happened could have waited a week to send it so he truly was preaching the safety of his team during their trip and everyone Wants to jump to criticize. Um, Luckily, worse things didn't happen. A few brand deals were lost. No big deal. There will be more. Um, And some events were canceled. But LeBron is right in saying that it could have been worse and people didn't consider that necessarily. Um, LeBron is probably one of the most pro-freedom people on the planet. And he has definitely shown that through his actions for as long as he's been in the spotlight, which is his whole life. Um, So, yes, he definitely should have said things differently. I don't think he articulated himself the way he should have, but his point is valid in that you have to 
be careful in what you say. One of my old professors used to always say, um, we do have freedom of speech, but not freedom um, without consequence. Um, so I think that's kind of what he was he was saying within that. Um, okay, so that was kind of a serious topic, but whatever. Um, moving on to something, um, I wouldn't even say lighter because got to get into the Browns. Um, this week on Important Things to Know When Crushing Brewskis in the Muni Lot, uh, want to discuss a couple things. First, the whole Richard Sherman, Baker Mayfield, I don't even want to call it drama, whatever it is. If you missed it, Richard Sherman stated after the game that Baker wouldn't shake his hand and blew him off. Um, it was so frustrating to watch this play out because it was just so unnecessary. Thank the Lord there was video footage that very clearly showed Baker not ignoring him Um this just frustrated me because it was already a bad day for Baker. He didn't play his best. People were already throwing him under the bus. So to have this unnecessary added controversy trying to make him look like just a bad person, um, it was tough. Everyone wants to see him fail. Everyone wants to believe he's not a good guy, um, even though the situation has been fully cleared now. Richard Sherman said he would personally apologize to Baker, but it still happened and it still made him look bad and added issues, I'm sure, even to the locker room that we don't need right now. Um, and then, of course, after that game this past weekend against the Seahawks, <laughs> that was tough to watch. I don't really like to blame losses on refs because at the end of the day, you have to play well too, but it's really hard to win sometimes when your momentum is being taken away by bad calls. Baker even said, I'm probably going to get fined for this, but that was bad. Um, the Browns currently have the most penalties in the league to date this season at 57 penalties for 506 yards. That is 50 more yards and penalties than the next team. So it has been brutal for us to say the least. Um, some have obviously been very well-deserved penalties and we have a lot of issues to work out, um, within our staff and players, but that right there really explains why the Browns are 2-4. and four. You don't win close games with stats like that. Um, you don't win games when you have the most penalties in the league. Um, so hopefully going into the bye week, we really take some time to work through some of our issues here, come back better, because we definitely need to turn this around. You know, we have to remember that our division actually kind of sucks, which <laughs> means we still have a chance, really. I mean, so the Stinkin' Bengals are a whopping 0-6. Um, we are tied with the Steelers at 2-4, and four, and the Ravens are sitting at 4-2. and two. Um, And one of their losses is to the Browns. Um, we still have five division games to play, two to the Steelers, two to the Bengals, and one to the Ravens. So by no means is this season a wash yet with that much division play to go. Uh, obviously, we have some other tough games on our schedule here. The Patriots, who are undefeated, Buffalo, 4-1. and one. The Dolphins suck, though, more than we do, so hopefully we get a win there. So it's really all about, at this point, trying to win the division and staying healthy. If we can do that, really anything can happen. Um, just got to keep the faith. Uh, also, you can officially count on seeing me in the Muni lot November 10th. Yes, November 10th. I will be there. I'm not going to the game. I'm literally just going to experience the joy and pure happiness that is the Muni lot and downtown Cleveland on a bronze game day. So if you're there, hit me up. We'll, we'll shotgun a beer together just like Baker Mayfield at a Indians game. 
All right, so that wraps up this week's episode. If you could take a few minutes to leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be so great. I don't see you guys doing it, even though I ask you every week. So help a sister out and give me a review and rating. It would make my day. You can also follow or subscribe on any platform you listen to podcasts. And um, I guess I'll throw the Instagram handle in there this week. Please DM me and any questions or topics you'd like to hear. Um, it is at Rolling with the Winners Podcast. Again, I appreciate you all so much. I hope you have a wonderful week. Looking forward to some more exciting football this weekend. Also, the Cavs season started, but they already suck so much. Uh, anyways, go Browns. Um, catch you guys next time. <laughs>